0: Hey, This is Graham with from ComedyFilmNerds.com. You're listening to P.F. Tape Recorder. Mm. And it's delightful.
1: Hello there. I'm P.F. This is my tape recorder. Coming up, it's our old friend Chad Daniels.
0: I need to move somewhere warmer because it's uh, it's getting to me mentally, I think. <laughs> I mean, I don't have the uh, like the the blues, I just get real cranky about stupidity a lot faster than I should, so.
1: Always a great chat with Chad, of course, we have a song of the week coming up from Vampire Weekend, and of course, as always, a dumb bit. Boy, a busy week again in the news, and, uh, I guess, you know, there's the meeting between Donald Trump and Kim Jong-un of Korea, North Korea. Uh, but the thing I wanted to zero in on, of course, is the thing I think more people were talking about, it was uh, uh, Donald Trump's former lawyer, Michael Cohen, testifying before Congress. And didn't want to dive too deeply on this, but I did notice know something kind of weird. Uh, Michael Cohen started off with this.
0: He is a racist. He is a con man. And he is a cheat. He asked me to pay off an adult film star with whom he had an affair, and to lie about it to his wife, which I did.
1: And Republicans got really, really mad at him and said, "Wow, dare you, why should we believe... Because, you know, he testified before Congress and he lied, and it was one of the reasons he's going to jail. And so they're saying, well, why should we believe you? And I guess I can understand their confusion about believing specific things in Michael Cohen's testimony, but in his uh, opening statement there... I don't think there's a lot to argue with, because let's review this.
2: He is a racist. They're sending people that have lots of problems, and they're bringing those problems with us. They're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, they're rapists, and some, I assume, are good people. He is a con man. Who attended the Trump branded school, you may remember, claimed that they were sold a bill of goods, and that they were lied to president-elect had filed appeal after appeal, insisting that he did not defraud people who attended Trump U. But now, and again, just minutes ago, at a press release, the attorney general announced the president-elect had agreed to $25 million settlement. And he is a cheat. USA Today uh, published an exclusive investigation that they say shows that various Trump organizations have a history of not paying small businesses and
1: individuals in full for their services, the story. So there's ample evidence to prove that all of that is correct. And that's and so another thing I want to add here too is you may know, you, you think, think Donald Trump always oh, he's a great he's a swell guy and all this, this stuff goes back years before uh, he had any notion of being uh, in politics or being president of the United States. There's was a uh, documentary that was on ESPN called ESPN 30 for 30, and it was the uh, small potatoes who killed the United States Football League, and the United States Football League was a spring football league that was uh, running in the 80s from 1983 through 1985, and Donald Trump came into it in the league's second year, bought the team called the New Jersey Generals, and uh, while... Everybody kind of knows, again, this is before, way before he had any notion of being president. If you ask people what one single person is responsible for the death of the USFL, everybody knows who it is. Now, in fairness, he had help. He wasn't by himself doing this, but if Donald Trump doesn't buy the New Jersey Generals, the USFL probably stays in business. And that's, you know, a a broad statement, but that's, that's pretty widely accepted. So anyway, getting back to the USFL, here's a little clip from the USFL. Uh, Charlie Steiner, who was later a sportscaster with ESPN, was the play by play man for New Jersey Generals, for the New Jersey Generals, and he had some uh, opinions about his former boss because uh, he was employed by Donald Trump as the play by play man for the Generals, for the Generals Radio and TV Network. And uh, he had this to say about Donald Trump.
0: And his entree into being a big shot was buying himself a football team. And he figured that he could buy his way onto the back page of the New York Post, he could move to page six, the gossip page, and then ultimately the front page. Donald Trump was no longer a Donald, but the the Donald. Donald. Charlie Steiner was nobody. Charlie Steiner couldn't get a job and we put him on the USFL. So I hope he said that in a friendly way because if he didn't, I'd love to take him on just like I take everybody else on. So I hope he remains loyal. And if he does it, let me know and I'll attack him.
1: And that's the guy that made the documentary, kind of reading some of uh, Charlie Steiner's statement as well. And
0: uh, this is Donald Trump's response to that.
2: He is a racist.
0: He is a con man. And he is a cheat. He asked me to pay off an adult film star with whom he had an affair and to lie about it to his wife, which I did. So while you may believe that Donald
1: Trump's a swell guy, there's just ample evidence to the contrary, again, way before he was president, that this is just, this is not a nice man. And also, getting back to Michael Cohen's uh, opening statement, you know, saying those things that he said about the president is like akin to someone going before Congress and saying, for example, uh, George W. Bush, uh, yeah, I'm here to prove George W. Bush was the son of a former president, lived in Texas for many years, and is a big baseball fan. Chad Daniels is a stand-up comedian from Fergus Falls, Minnesota. He would prefer warmer climbs, though, as we find out in our interview with Chad Daniels. I was taking time away from the day job, and I just pulled up here to, uh-huh. in downtown Cincinnati. And uh, I was about to jump out of the car, but this is perfect. Knock this out, I'll go and take care of my business, and then uh, we'll be good to go. Cool. So, um, so you're down there in Florida, eh? I sure am. All right. so, It is. I'm actually golfing right this instant. Oh, nice. You know, uh, yeah, it's, it's my, glorious. My boss is down there at the Sarasota Comedy Club, I guess. Um, Josh Need. Yes. I talked to him last night. I know and We're good friends. I I know. You're well, you're well connected here in the and uh, you're a made man in the Cincinnati comedy scene. <laughs> the,
0: and I'm actually just very quickly going to swing, and then I won't have to swing for a while. Hopefully, okay, cool.
1: Okay, just one right. second. <laughs> okay, I'm back. All right, man. Weirdly, I was uh, before I pulled into park here. I was listening to Pardos. Podcast one from last year because I'm like way behind, and they were talking about uh, Tin Cup, the movie with Kevin Costner and Rene Russo. And, uh, oh yeah, kind of. Weird. I'm
0: uh, not not quite that good. Uh, <laughs> so uh, so how was your shot? Was it... Uh, it was it. It was so I I drove it into the bunker, and I had a tree in front of me, and uh, I'm still not on the green. I'll just say that. Okay, there you go. So how
1: long have you been golfing? If since you were a kid, or did you pick it up? later or six yeah six years okay yeah my yeah, I wife I used to play go ahead well my wife and I are looking into uh,
0: getting into it I was just wondering I tell you, for me it's like this and learning piano in another language are the three most uh, activities
1: <laughs> hmm. so uh, I assume you're enjoying Florida more than you would being back up in Minnesota uh, on the weather side are you, do you do you dislike the winter or are you used to being a Minnesotan
0: I like the winter. I like playing in the snow and doing all that stuff and playing boot hockey. But I have to tell you, this winter, the 30 below's almost every day and uh, the foot of snow every other day is a bit much.
1: Um,
0: well maybe you can confirm
1: something for me, too. A guy I used to work with worked in Minneapolis for a couple of years, and he told me this story. And I, I'm not sure I got it correct, and I was trying to tell my daughters about this because my daughter's goes to school across the river here in Cincinnati, but her car was out in our negative uh, single-digit temperatures a couple weeks ago. Do you guys have to, like, would you stick a light bulb in the engine of your car so the oil doesn't freeze, or they sell warm thermal dipsticks or something like that? Is that a thing? Have I heard that correctly? Yeah,
0: it's called a block heater. Okay. There we go. Uh, Yeah, so you you actually have to yeah, you plug it in. There's
1: a cord that sticks out of the front of your car. Okay. I, I, and is it is the poor man's way of doing that, just using the light bulb to stick it in there? I've, I've heard that before.
0: I've never heard of that. Okay. So I don't I, know.
1: That could have just made that whole thing up then. Yeah, well, they, her battery ended up dying anyway, so I had to go across the river and uh, replace her battery there in the park. Oh. Very dad thing to do. And oddly, sure. the only dad thing I know how to do on a car, basically. <laughs> I, could do a, I could do a windshield wiper, and I could probably get that sorted. Of, but anyway, so... You so you down there doing a couple of different clubs in Florida, eh?
0: Yeah, I'm doing a bunch. I'm doing so this week. Hold on. Oh, excuse me. I'm doing this weekend in Tampa, and then it's uh, one night in a bunch of different cities, and I end in Key West for my for my birthday next weekend. Wow, You're
1: living the dream, man. I think so. Yeah. So how are you finding Florida crowds? Are they is like because my dad lives in Orlando, and uh, I
0: think he- it's normal. I don't. I haven't had the older crowds. Oh, okay you know anything like that i have a friend you know josh is downstairs so then i think those crowds are a little older but here it's like youthful excited ready to have
1: fun and so you're still living uh you know normally like way up uh still still back there in fergus fergus yep. falls okay fergus falls yep there you go and just touring touring the- so how often are you getting out on the road these days i do it's
0: probably two or three weekends a month um I split custody with my 15-year-old daughter, so, uh, or of, I should say, not with, we we don't share a pet or anything, <laughs> uh, of my 15-year-old daughter, and uh, and so, you know, I'm home as much as I can be, and then um, if I ever need to take her on the road, she loves it, so it's a lot of times I will actually schedule it so we can go on the road together. Oh, how fun.
1: Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, so what do you guys like to do? Like, my daughter's into music, both of them, so we'd probably try to catch concerts or go to record stores. Well, what do you guys do?
0: Yep, same thing. So, um, go see live music. Uh in Nashville we went to Third Man Records. Uh oh, wow. I like doing a lot of history stuff. So if I'm gonna take her out of school to travel with me, I like to make sure she's at least at least learning. So
2: Yeah.
0: You know, I did a little run in the South last year that started in Memphis and ended in Atlanta and so we got to see uh where Martin Luther King Junior was assassinated. That's now the um, uh black history museum, right. the civil rights museum. And then uh, we got to see where he was born, because his house, he was born in Atlanta, so we had to go to that. So it was kind of a cool, like, and then we, you know, went through, we were in uh, Alabama and all this stuff, and so we really did, like, a civil rights trail, which I thought was really fun. That's really
1: awesome. Yeah, we we went to Atlanta uh, last year for my youngest daughter's spring break. She wanted to go there because uh, Stranger Things is filmed there, of course uh, quite a bit, so we had to go to all the filming locations for Stranger Things, so so it's kind of kind of historical, (laughs) takes Uh, place, I think so, takes place in the 80s, so yeah, um, that was a lot of fun, and then we saw a concert, uh, at the Metro, there at the Underground Atlanta, and, uh, it was a lot of fun, so, didn't I see you were, uh, doing some kind of project, you were, I saw on Facebook you were involved in something, you had, you were working on something, and I can't remember what it was.
0: Um, I don't know what I mean. I, I have a special coming out in April, uh, so that it could have been that. I guess I'm not exactly
1: sure. And uh, where will people be able to get that special?
0: Uh, they'll be able to get it on Amazon. So um, hey, nice. Yeah, it's uh pretty excited. I recorded it way back in June in, in Denver, and so it's finally all ready to rock. Cool. And did you, like, was
1: there a lot of editing involved? I know sometimes, uh, you know, comics do, they'll, they'll take a couple shows and edit them together and, and things like that, and maybe one joke worked better in one show than one another. Did, did you have to go through a lot of that?
0: Yeah, not a lot of it. We um, we got the whole set during the first show, and there's only two kind of stammers, so I made sure that I cleaned that up the second show, and they popped them in.
1: Oh, very good. Yeah, I know... Yeah. If you watch uh, Gaffigan's, I, when I teach comedy to the young people on Saturday uh, mornings like I sometimes do, I show them Gaffigan's um, Hot Pocket sketch, uh, uh, sketch yeah. a bit. And, um, but you can see in the audience, sometimes there's a person wearing uh, one of those old skull animal jackets, and sometimes they're not. So it, clearly they took two shows, even within <laughs> right. that bit, and, and glued them together, but I guess, you know, for, for full effect. But um, Well, cool. So what kind of things are you talking about on stage these days?
0: same thing it's uh you know my daughter's 15 so i'm i'm dealing with uh puberty of a young woman and then my son's in college now so talking about him kind of be- becoming a young man and getting into that
1: yeah i was gonna ask about him because you said you said your daughter I'm like wait a minute do you have a Because i remember telling me about him when he was in high school he was uh he stuck up for some kid that was getting picked on in the lunchroom i yep. think and yeah yeah and so where does he go into school now
0: he goes up uh, to school in Grand
1: Forks, North Dakota. Oh my gosh! Uh, wasn't wasn't cold enough in Fergus Falls? Yeah, no kidding. Wow. So, what's he studying?
0: He is uh, sales and marketing.
1: There you go. All right, you can do yep. a lot. Do a lot with that. D- does he have any notions of doing anything like comedy or anything in a creative like?
0: I don't think so. Even though he's very good, he was in a play once, and I was amazed at his. Ability to speak in front of people
1: and narrate the show. And are you like, you know, I ask people this all the time now, but it's always just curious in the environment we're in. Um, any kind of current events sneaking into the, the set at all?
0: Um, not necessarily. I mean, once in a while I'll call Trump bitch tits or something, but otherwise I, I leave that stuff to the smarter folks. Uh huh. It is a lot to keep
1: up with. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah, and I also find it kind of uh, exhausting to kind of, like, go through all the stuff. And, you know, and then it just gets depressing. And then and then that's not funny. So. Yeah. Yeah. Completely agree. Yeah. So apart from the special, anything else you're working on, or are you just, just hitting the road every couple of weeks? Yeah, just stand up, just doing the tour. And, uh. I'm trying to think what maybe when you were here in Cincinnati I think they were really promoting your shows at uh, Bananas that that might have been what I'm thinking of but uh, yeah like I said people speak uh, speak highly of you here in the uh, in the Cincinnati your name came up in our warehouse the other day uh, and I can't I mean back when you were here last time and people were like I think someone wanted to go see live comedy and we were like Chad Daniels is here this weekend go see him oh that's nice to
0: know yeah
2: yeah,
0: So, um, yeah, I'm trying to think what that was. I mean, maybe it was just the, uh, the new tour that I'm on. That I've been plugging that quite a bit. So. Okay.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, um, uh, and then I forgot my train of thought uh, completely. Um, oh, yeah, I, I, I didn't talk to you before that uh, appearance because usually the way these things fall is I will write this for the Minneapolis paper and then we'll recycle it for Cincinnati and then uh, I only have to do half the okay. work. Yeah, so there you go. Wish I would have known uh-huh. about, wish I would have known about Denver because I'm, I guess I'm friendly with those folks again. Uh, but, uh,
0: well, next time or not, I mean, I'm, I'm headed out there the beginning of uh, October. Okay. Oh, okay. Back to now. Denver, so.
1: Yeah, you, are you happen to be going to Jacksonville at all? I'm not. Uh-huh. No, yeah. I'm friendly with those folks, too. Although they have, like, those two clubs there are kind of weird. I think there's two of them they their boat. One's in a big, uh, like, amphitheater, kind of. But it's a smaller room. Maybe the other one's in a hotel. Um, kind of like Joke Joint used to be up there in Okay. St. Paul. Yeah, like that. So, Yeah. All right. So um, do you bring in your feature with you, or are you, uh, do they hook you up with somebody down there? Uh, I brought somebody with me just because I'm
0: going to be driving with them all over the state, so I wanted to be a little familiar with them. So I brought my friend David Huntsberger. Oh, I, I know. David. Huns,
1: I know David Huntsberger from uh, Nevada, right? Yep. Yeah, he's got a podcast called Space Cave. Yeah, and used to do that one with Tignataro. Yeah, the uh, Professor Blastock. Yep. Yes, yes. Love David Huntsberger. Me too. Yeah. Cool. I'm glad to see he's uh, still out and about and uh, and uh, doing stuff. Oh know, I was going to ask. So are you, I know you haven't gotten this New Hour yet out to the public yet, but are you? So you building a New Hour or are you? I am, yep. Okay. And so is it one of these cases, cause I just talked to somebody the other day where they were like, well, I don't throw out everything when I make a special. I'll, I'll sometimes keep some of the greatest tits for the for the live set. Or are you one of these throw-everything-out kind
0: of guys, or do you... Uh... Yeah, I, so I'll, by the time it's out, I'll have a new a completely new show, just because, um, I don't know, I've never felt like comedy is something, as a fan anyways, that I wanted to... I don't need to see it live once I've heard it because I'll listen to it a ton until it's just yeah. dead. Yep. And then I don't need to see it live. It's not like music. So uh, I like to hear just how people's brains are moving and working in different scenarios and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, it is odd with music because you know, I've heard that argument before. People say, well, it's not like a song you can hear it over and over again. But if someone's telling right. a joke well, I can hear it over and over
0: again. You know? I mean, was- Yeah, I mean... I guess I guess that's true. Like I watch Robert Hawkins. He's one of my all-time favorites. Oh yeah, um, yeah. You know, sometimes I'll I'll ask him. I'll just, go, hey man, can you throw this in? And he'll do it. And it's just awesome to see him do it. So, uh, I guess there are some people that I that I can watch do that. I guess just for me, I don't know. I, I don't like it. Plus, I don't remember my jokes once they're on an album. Uh. I've had I've had friends do lines of my bits to me. Like, you know, when we're just out and about, they'll see something that will remind them of one of my bits and they'll do a line from it. and I go, oh, that's kind of funny, who's that? And then, you know, then I feel like an asshole. So, uh,
1: being down in Florida, you think you'll ever, like, retire down there or do you think you'll always, like, stay a a Minnesotan?
0: I need to move somewhere warmer because it's, uh, it's getting to me mentally, I think. Ah. (laughs) I mean, I don't have the, uh... Like the the blues, I just get real cranky about stupidity a lot faster than I should. So,
1: but uh, but people love it up there. I mean, the area's still growing. They've got all five major sports teams, uh, so it's and it continues to grow. Uh, unlike a lot of other places in the north and Midwest, and I know it's a great area, even though I've only been there, as we know, twice for an hour in the airport. But uh, <laughs> but people dig it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it is nice. It's just it's just the winters are just so absurd you know it's like you shovel your driveway takes you three hours and then you go inside and you look out your window and it's snowing and you're like Jesus Christ it's a bit much so (laughs) I just think that the winters are too long I would the summers are absolutely incredible I mean you get three months of some of the best weather because you can they're all 10,000 lakes right you know you get to just be outside there's great camping really wonderful outdoor stuff so many state parks it's uh that part's great but you know when you're traveling three hours to the airport and then home three hours every single week winter just sucks because you have to drive slower it takes longer yeah all that
1: yeah it's uh it's still the wilderness up there mm-hmm. once you get out of the city yeah um i uh my wife and i or we want to retire to Flagler Beach, Florida, over there on the other coast uh, from where you are now. And um, my mom's kind of in, uh, her health is declining a little bit, and she's just by herself there in Cleveland. And my wife pointed out, you know, she's going to have to move near where one of you guys is, meaning me or my brother. So when I was up there last, I was talking up Nevada really good to my mom. (laughs) Guess where my brother lives now. Thing. Larry lives out now by where the Ponderosa, where the Ponderosa fictitiously was there, and then because she hates the heat, so she'd hate Florida. So yeah, so I yeah. that was a, a, a good good direction to uh, to push her in. Yeah, cool. So um, what else, what do you do when you're on the road and you're not when your daughter's not traveling with you? What kind, besides golfing as you are doing now? What what kind of things do takes up your day?
0: I just try to get a lot of work done because then when I'm home, I don't have to worry about it. Oh,
1: that's, that makes sense. Yeah, your time is
0: hey, free. I, I have to put my phone down again. Sorry
1: okay, hold, no problem. Thank you. Okay. All right, well, um, before I let you go, let me ask you, do you have a favorite golf
0: joke? Um, I mean, I love Mitch Hedberg's. It's not a street joke, it's Mitch Hedberg's joke. Okay. But he said... Uh, you're supposed to yell four when you hit a ball towards somebody? Uh, I was too busy mumbling. There ain't no way that's going to hit him. <laughs> the only yeah, one I, I know it. is the you
1: know, an old Dave Allen joke, so it's probably a, it's a British street joke, is uh, the, these two guys right on the fairway, and one guy's digging through the brush, and his buddy's just standing over off to the side, and the guy yells over, hey, you can you help your friend look for his ball? And he says, he's not looking for his ball, he's looking for his club. So,
0: that's the only one I know. Now that you say that, I do know one. It's, uh, there's a guy on the the woman's tee box on the first hole, and the announcer is saying, sir, can you please move back to the men's tee boxes? And he looks at him, and he gets back, and he addresses his ball. And the guy goes, sir, can you please move back and tee off from the men's tee boxes? And the guy finally yells back, hey, can you keep it down so I can hit my second shot? <laughs>
1: alrighty sir well we've been speaking to Chad Daniels live from the golf course in Florida um, as, as usual this will be in print uh, in City Pages the week you're there uh, you know online cool, awesome. in, in print.
0: thanks a lot I really appreciate
1: it and uh, next when do you think you'll be back in Cincinnati because we'll certainly recycle it for that
0: I'm not sure I know that I'll be back there for Brew uh, Bruhaha. oh awesome okay cool but I'm not sure as far
1: as uh, like a week goes sounds good all right, man. Well, if not, uh, before then, I'll, I'll probably see a brouhaha, But I'll be working the uh, t-shirt stand. So. Sweet. I'll see you then. All right, man. Talk to you later. Awesome. Good to talk to you. Thanks, Chad. Bye. Thanks again to Chad Daniels for being on the show. You can catch Chad this week in Minneapolis, the Acme Comedy Company. That's uh, March 7th through the 9th. He's at the Pittsburgh Improv, March 27th, and the Columbus Funny Bone on March 28th. For all of your Chad Daniels needs, please go to ChadDaniels.com. Running a little late this week, so we'll skip the usual uh, promotions, because there's really nothing to promote, and head on to our song of the week from Vampire Weekend. A brand-new track's called Harmony Hall. Everyone's anxiously awaiting the new album. And, uh, well, I love Diane Young. I love that song by theirs, uh... Song of theirs. Uh, it's one of my favorites, probably my favorite Vampire Weekend song. And uh, this one's kind of a slow burner, but I'm digging it now. I'll see what you think of it. This is Vampire Weekend's brand new track, Harmony Hall PS Tape Recorder. So long and thanks for listening.
2: We took a vow in summertime, now we find ourselves in late December. I believe that New Year's Eve will be the perfect time for their great surrender. But they don't remember. Anger wants a voice, voices won't sing. Singers harmonize till they can't hear anything. Thought that I was free from all that questioning. But every time a problem ends, another one begins. And the stone walls of harmony all bear witness. Anybody with a word in mind never forgive the sight of wicked snakes inside a place you thought was dignified. I don't wanna live like this, but I don't wanna die. Ooh. to remember The stone was vomiting, I'll bear witness. Anybody with a word in mind can never forgive the sight of wicked snakes inside a place you thought was dignified. I don't want to live like this.